It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. Well, have a happy new year. It's, uh, it is the new year, and uh, it's been a while since we've done a, a state of the arts. And uh, But here we are in the new year with State of the Arts, joined by Gus Gordon. How are you doing, Gus? Yep. I wish I had a better answer for you. <laughs> Fine, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, we, we it was so funny at the end of 2020, we were going, oh, yeah, 2021, that's going to be awesome. And then we realized 2021 was also um, kind of a stinker. So yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm just going rolling with the punches. I'm not going to hope for anything i'm just gonna say hey one day at a time buddy <laughs> one day at a time whatever happens happens exactly. and i'll exactly. do my part and go home go to bed yeah. pull the blankets up over my head so i don't have to think about things yeah no it's yeah. it's um we we were getting to such a good point last year and then to see it all kind of start crashing and burning again temporarily temporarily yes. this isn't forever um, that's just been a little frustrating as it has been, I, I am sure for everybody. Yeah, it's, um, it is temporary, but the, uh, uh, as of recording this yesterday, 925 cases we had is nothing to sneeze at. And it is, um, uh, breaking records left and right yeah. with this. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, I, I there, there's so much I want to say, um, I saw those numbers yesterday. I just went on Facebook and I shared the numbers and I'm like, you know, please just care about other people. I, I don't know how else I can put it. It's just, it's frustrating. Like you said, it's very frustrating because, you know, in terms of theater and so many things, every single thing that involves anybody being out in the public or in a group, uh, but theater, as we know, the past going on two years now and, um, I mean, especially the past couple of months, you know, it, you know, really things have been looking up, but right. Um, right. It, it's it's just been it's been tough. You There's know, so many Thanksgiving things. Thanksgiving weekend, we heard the, the the fatal word Omicron for the first time, uh, at least in reference to COVID. Yeah, but like I'll have Transformers, you know. But then it just took off. Then yeah, it just took off, you know, and um, and now we're you know cases are on the rise and they they go up exponentially every day not only locally but statewide and nationwide and worldwide yes I, apparently this isn't as bad um as previous variants for those that have been vaccinated and boosted but i i don't know about you kevin but i know a half a dozen people who have come down with it within the past couple of weeks me too i've been are better now um, so that's positive, and and who knows? Maybe we'll finally reach that herd immunity we've heard so much about, and you know this will solve itself. God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do too. Because even with, um, you know, people say, and they they like to, you know, sometimes people in bad faith like to throw this around as an argument, but um, you know, even with the vaccine, the booster, masks. Omicron is extremely, extremely contagious, and you can right. still catch it. If you have the vaccine and the booster, it does not affect you as bad. That's true. But still, it's still a deadly virus, and it still can. 
do all these things. And if you're not vaccinated, I mean, it still is a deadly virus and it's just frustrating. It's, it's just, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know the specifics because they don't release the specifics, but a, a woman in her 30s passed away um, within the past couple of days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's sobering. That's um, close to my age. Yeah. yeah. It's not close to my age anymore. <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's affecting a lot of people. And um, I, I know we're all, regardless of your political beliefs, I know we all just want this chapter to move on. Yes, yes, we do. And there, because there have been um, several shows locally um, at all, any theater around town um, are either being talked about being or have officially been, you know, pushed back to later dates. Um, right. I know the other day, I think it was just yesterday on Facebook, uh, Julie Staley, who uh, does Spencer Theater Company um, in the Hoagland Center for the Arts, was going to do Driving Miss Daisy. And that's been pushed uh, back to mid-July, mid-end July. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think, but let's be honest, none of us know. No. I, I think this is going to be, from what I've heard, a short-term kind of thing. And then by hopefully mid-February, this should have, you know, worked itself out. But people are taking caution and, you know, don't want to expose people to that. Don't want to expose the cast to it. You know, you know, first night was canceled. Yeah. And we discovered the next day that several of the people who were scheduled to perform on New Year's Eve came down with COVID on New Year's Day and were very sick. Um, if they had been performing on New Year's Eve, how many more people would they have spread that to? Yeah. Especially if it was the, you know, the highly contagious version, the newer version, the Omicron. So it, it's just, it's complicated and it's frustrating. It is. It's um, because we have been, you know, making so much progress. Um on the virus globally um, and mitigations. And when we were uh, talking right before we started uh, recording here, you know, we were just, you know, there was, there was a lot of things um, locally that have had to, that, that are going to have to sort of pause for a while. And, um, and, and there are certain things that are going forward. And a theater in the park um, is, um, I saw a notice on Facebook that they're updating some of their audition information. So we'll have information about that probably in the coming weeks uh, that we'll be able to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. I know, uh, I know the Muni with their auditions, they're uh, recasting every role since they had to change a couple of the shows. But um, I, I think theater in the park last I heard um, still are keeping some of the cast in some of their shows, but they will be of course, recasting roles of people who've moved away or um, can't right. do the show anymore. Right. You know, um, as far as I'm concerned, we're taking this one week at a time before we yeah. make any drastic decisions. Um, we have moved Second City, and we're going to announce that today. We've moved Second City to June 18th. They were scheduled to perform January 15th. And it's, again, the timing yeah. just stinks. Yeah. So we're going to move that to the summer and a lot of other groups are talking internally and we'll be making their decisions, but I'm not canceling, you know, a season or anything like that. We'll no. just take it one week at a time. And when things get under control, which they will, they will, um, you know, we'll, we'll move forward again. So, yeah. uh, 
because we just you know roll with the roll with the punches. Roll, roll with the punches, because um, like we said, um, you know, like a lot of people have been saying, you know, weeks uh, weeks ago, and I forget who said it um, recently. If it was Dr. Rochelle Walensky or Fauci, I don't know who said it, but they were like, you know. Maybe it's even Biden said, you know, we're not in March of 2020. We have the vaccine. We have all these mitigations. So these we will get out of this. But I mean, it will take time and patience and, uh, you know, being vigilant about it. You know, and I think most people in the back of their mind, most people who are 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 concerned about the virus had it in the back of their mind that we would probably take a step back sometime over the winter. It just yeah. makes sense. If we're all indoors and it's freezing outside like it is today. Like 14 below zero wind chill, yeah. Well, yeah. But aren't we a happy pair? We are, yes. Yay. Happy, Yay. New, year. <laughs> happy new Year, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. But there's plenty nice going on and good going on. So maybe we should talk about some of that and talk about some of the things that happened last year that were worthwhile. Yes, absolutely. And that was another thing uh, that, that you sort of brought that up saying, you know, since there is a lot that um, is sort of being paused, um, you know, let's let's talk about some of the good that has happened over the past year, sort of a, um, a year in review of 2021, because there was, as we said, so much good that went on last year, as right. things really were kicking back up, we saw the return of a lot of live in person shows, um, plenty of them, several schools put on shows, um, uh, well, that's sort of in the middle of the year. I'm sort of, I mean, we'll be jumping around a little bit, but, you know, I, I helped um, stay stage manage SHG's uh, Mary Poppins, which was um, the first time back on that stage in you know, years, but it was my first time back physically on a stage in front of a live audience for basically the entire pandemic. I mean, I had done the um, STC's Broadway Through the Ages, which was a virtual uh, production directed by Mark Wheeler, and was a, a review of a lot of different Broadway shows, new and old, and and that was fun to do too. There were right. we saw uh, a lot of virtual streamed productions, and I know streaming isn't as ideal or as um, you know you know people don't like it as much as being there live in person. But as we've talked about, and as uh, a lot of people have talked about, I think in some aspects, uh, streaming productions, whether it be after the fact or in some certain circumstances, a special streamed, you know, performance for one night. I think streaming uh, and virtual productions will probably be around for some time to come. I hope so, because I think there's, there's a way to do this that maybe we haven't discovered yet. But I, I've used this example before, but say you're doing a kid's show and the grandparents are in Florida or the grandparents are in Ohio and they can't get here. Mm -hmm. This is an option. This is a way for them to still see the show without having to travel, um, get on an airplane or whatever. So that's that's valuable. And if we can figure out how to really make that work effectively, um, I, th I think I think that will be a, kind of a game changer. It hasn't been yet, but a lot of people are taking advantage of it who don't want to get out. And if there are shows, I just. Um, shared some of the things we've recorded with one of the uh, nursing homes in town. They contacted me and said, hey, the residents can't get anywhere. Mm. You know, is there anything you can provide? So I had a couple of things on tape that were yeah. public domain that we could share like that. And um, 
you know, that they appreciated that and were able to, you know, watch something. And it's not the same. Of course, it's not. But it's it's still kind of a fun thing to have. And um, maybe I want to be a filmmaker. Maybe that's where this is ending up. Hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because what is a well, movie anyway but a play on film, right? Exactly. No, you know, it's a lot more. Than that. <laughs> it is a lot more. Although there are a lot of um, a lot of uh, movie musicals or adaptations of plays that were very much here is the play staging with a bigger set. But right. what that's what we love about them. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but no, I agree absolutely. I think it's um, I I was talking to um, oh, somebody from Coalescence Theater a while ago, and they said they you know it's you know it expands you know accessibility of theater as well. It does. You know, it I mean really, and also um, with you know with the traveling, and I always you know you've done shows out at the Muni or theater in the park, any outdoor theater where if it rains and thunderstorms. You know, unless there is a small indoor stage that you can do it on, like theater in the park. If it's out at the Muni, um, if it's You're a done. light rain, you can hold the show for maybe 30 minutes. We did that with Thoroughly Modern Millie. We, like, held the show and had restarted whatever scene we were on. But, you know, the Little Shop of Horrors, I'm trying to think of some other one crazy for you. I think one of them we had to just, you know, it thunderstormed. You know, no, Little Shop, it thunderstormed the very last performance. And somebody was visiting me from Chicago. And that was the only night they could go see it. Oh. Yeah. And they were like already we there. Canceled? And we canceled the, yeah, the last performance of it. That stinks. That's yeah. Funny. So I think that is valuable if it can either be, you know, like, like sort of, sort of like um, recently with dual piano, um, we, it, it was live, but we filmed it. And then you put it online for about the week or two afterwards. And people were able right. to watch it that way. Exactly. And a lot of people who, weren't able to get out or didn't feel comfortable getting out really appreciated having that option to watch at home so that that's that's a nice uh, little thing to have in your back pocket to offer people um you know in this trying time yes absolutely an alternative an alternative that's right um but as things started to open up this year there were a lot of in-person uh, performances though um, yeah. There were, of course, uh, the music band out at the Legacy Theater um, was one of the first shows to come back. Right. But then you're a good um, man, Charlie Brown with you're a the good man. Creative Team Theater. Yes, which was a great show as well. That was one we streamed, live streamed as well. Uh, but there were a lot of shows that were put on at the Hoagland Center for the Arts as well that you guys have been different groups coming in and shows that were uh, performed. Right. We had... Um, STC started their, their season with Arsenic and Old Lace, American Idiot. They had sellout crowds for Elf. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, attendance was picking up and getting back to where it had been pre-pandemic. The Hoagland presented Riders in the Sky and a John Denver tribute, dual piano, a play called The Weir. So things were getting close to normal. Masked, yeah but closer to normal and we were getting back out and doing things. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was positive. It was. And uh, yeah, Spencer theater who did um, who, oh, right, who the audience, the audience. Yes. Yeah. And they had to move their most current show now, but yeah, the audience, that I mean, that was, that was great. And it, it was getting back to the point and, th and you know, that's not even, you know, counting. We had uh, the Levitt amp 
every single week right. putting on performances. Artists on the plaza, it was like twice a week during lunchtime. Sure. We were getting back to that point in Springfield where um, it, there was something happening every single weekend, multiple things. And, right. you know, right. you were, you know, a lot it was of things the, happening at UIS, um, the stage yeah. productions. The um, their Broadway series picked up again. Their performance series picked up again. So yeah, and again, these will continue, but I think it's just going to be a little rocky for the next four weeks, six weeks maybe. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. You know, that's like we said. That's probably going to happen, but we will be able to sort this out because we um, we have more resources and knowledge than we did. Right. And 22 months ago. Right. <laughs> God, almost two full years. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. <sighs> but, All right, but enough of that. But enough of that. Let's uh, talk but, about the people we lost this year. I know. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. When you shared the most recent news. Yeah, which, which I would have missed had I not been listening, had the, the radios just on in my office. Um we jumped to a news break at around 9.30, and uh, Jim Leach came on and said, you know, just coming in now to the newsroom, Sidney Portier died at 94. Yeah. A legend. A legendary actor with some of the most amazing performances, a legendary person, humanitarian, uh, icon, um, and that follows Betty White, of course, Betty White, which is devastating. Now, yeah, I, I think everyone was rooting for her just to get to her birthday, which, if I'm not mistaken, was January 17th. Yeah, it's pretty so close. But um, still, a beautiful life, a life well lived, and uh, she brought so much joy to so many people. And she just was a, a wonderful actress and comedian and. Uh, just all around, uh, you know, person that loved animals, of course. So yeah. yeah, she was she was one of those people, and I was, you know, we had the TV on, and that was the week that I had taken off completely. Um, where I was like, you know, this is, you know, in, in a way, sort of a birthday present to myself, but also I hadn't take, you know, I had time to burn. I was like, I just want to be at home and just do nothing. But I was watching. Uh, we had the TV on. Um, I was helping my mom out with something and yeah, they, they, they were talking about it on CNN a little bit. And there was somebody who said that like, you know, and this is a perfect way to put it that like Betty white, you know, there is barely anybody in this entire world that like everybody loves. And Betty white was that person right. like old, young, no matter who, like what you like to watch, listen to everybody loved Betty white, every single person. I saw a meme on Facebook that said, isn't it amazing? Uh, wouldn't you like to live a life that when you're 99 years old, people said they took you too soon? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that, that, that sums it up too. I mean, she's, you know, no, you know, yes, she's 99, lived a wonderful full life, but everybody just, you know, wanted her to live forever. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. And there are a few more like that that I am not going to name. No, we don't want to even know. Yes, I don't want to jinx it, but there are a few more that will personally be devastating to me. Uh, people oh, yeah. loved forever and looked up to as entertainers. And um, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. I hope they're kept in bubble wrap and well fed and kept safe. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I mean, there's, in addition to those two, there were, I mean, <sighs> Stephen Sondheim, I mean, right for us yeah. theater folk, but even not, I mean, that's another one I said, I was about to say us theater folks, but even people like people knew Stephen Sondheim, they knew his music. Everybody knew, um, all, you know, so I, you know, there's another one, 91, I believe. And he lived a full right. life, you know, damn good one. Um, it, but if he I start listing up, he enjoyed a Thanksgiving dinner and then passed away the next day. So yeah. it wasn't a long suffering experience. No. Yeah. We did. I mean, if, Kevin, if we, this is a downer, it is a downer. I know I want, you know, it's the, the new year and I want, you know, it's, we're, we're back doing this for like, we, we taken a couple weeks off of it, but I mean, that's just there. The, I know, but, but listen, you know, there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And okay. um, if, you say so. okay. if I say so, I would like to say, so there is light at the end of the tunnel. There are plenty uh good things uh, coming our way, I think, um, yeah. in the terms of arts and just in general around the world. I mean, I think this will all sort itself out and we just need to be patient and vigilant. And I think everything will be um, closer to where it was before we know it. And maybe um, maybe Omicron will be the last of the variants. That will be like horribly well, I think contagious. there are a lot of Greek letters left, but I, I, I hope you're right. There's a, yeah. I mean, once they hit Omega, I'm just going to bunker down and not leave my house. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting on Broadway. Of course, they reopened yeah. starting in September. And we're moving along pretty well until all of this hit. Yeah. And it's been fascinating to watch what's happening. This has been the moment of the understudy. Yes. That the understudies are getting opportunities to go on for major stars and just to keep these shows running. Uh, the, the good news is, if we're looking for a bright side, that again, in most of these cases uh, of, the, of the Broadway performers that are getting exposed or coming down with COVID, they are coming back pretty rapidly. Yeah. They are recovering. They are making it back. Um, you know, of course, the big one was the music man on Broadway. First Sutton Foster went out, and yeah. her understudy, Kathy Voitko, went on with, what, a couple hours notice? She had never rehearsed the part, I don't think. With no. She, she at least watched rehearsals, I guess, in the right. wings. And and but and, and probably, I mean, knew the show backwards and forwards, you know, being on a, you know, in a Broadway show of something iconic like The Music Man. But right. yeah, and there was a wonderful video. I should have I linked it into StreamYard here um, that did go viral of... Um, of uh, Hugh Jackman giving her the final bow and, and, you know, giving this wonderful speech about understudies being the backbone of Broadway. And um, it was just such a great moment. It was amazing that that actress, Kathy Voitko. Yeah. Um, I saw her years ago, about 20, gosh, 28 years ago, maybe in Chicago at uh, the, what was it? The Candlelight Dinner Theater. She played the lead in Crazy for You. She was great. And you know, she had been understudying about eight different roles in The Music Man. And the first time she got to go on, because it just opened, was as the leading lady. Now, of course, Sutton Foster got sick. It was kind of inevitable that Hugh Jackman would get sick, which is what happened. Um, yeah. They had that big kissing scene on the footbridge. So 
you, you can't put a plastic shield in front to do that. No. And so he went down with that. And but, you know, fortunately, mild symptoms, he'll be coming back and, and the show might have already reopened as, as we're recording this. Yeah, it's I know they were going to take some time as every show basically did just to get everyone resituated and isolated. But yeah, I know that one's coming back soon. I mean, there's a few that probably aren't coming back until I know Mrs. Doubtfire isn't coming back for a while, probably not till March, but yeah, there's a couple that are, you know, coming right back as soon as they can. Uh, so things are looking up. Um, as we said, right. Um, you know, the, the musical come from away. It's so popular. They have 12 performers in the cast. Eight of them came down with COVID and had to be replaced by understudies. And finally, I guess the ninth or 10th cast member came down with it and they had to close uh, for a while, but they're just coming back. I think um, either yesterday or today, again, I, I have a friend who's in the cast and he was saying that, you know, it's been mild, it's been like a cold and that, for, and I asked him, I said, what's the percentage of people who are really sick and people who just have a mild case? And it was his un unscientific observation that it seemed most people were having mild cases on, in the Broadway community. So yeah. unlike, um, you know, Nick Cordero last year, who <sighs> suffered horribly and, and passed away uh, when this first came down in, in February and March of last year, and Danny Burstein, who was in the hospital for weeks and and didn't get his you know voice and lung power back, you know for months after he came down with it. So it doesn't appear to be as bad as that was back then. So you know maybe we just have to live with this thing. Maybe, maybe. But if it's not as um, yeah, maybe we'll get to a point where we uh, a lot of people talked about similar to the flu. It's just you get the shot for it, and it's um, that's just how it is. Right. But it is not something that we have to shut down the whole world for. Yeah, I think that's become clear that we just can't do that. Nope. So, um, so in the in those aspects, I do believe things are looking up, um, and there will be uh, plenty more to uh, to talk about in the weeks and months ahead. Um, as we as we figure out this thing, but um, this thing called life. This thing called life. Yes, uh, Gus. It's so good to talk to you again. Um, hope you had a, a, a wonderful New Year holiday season, and um, and uh, you know, stay warm. It's horribly cold outside. And happy belated birthday to you, Kevin. I didn't get Thank a you. chance to say it to you in person, so I'll do it now. Hopefully you had, and you have a unique birthday, don't you? I do. It's on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get double the presents? I do actually. Yes. Okay. Nice. Well, or at least they tell you that. That's what the, uh, you know, listen, <laughs> we told them we spent more on it. We got a couple of coupon. Now. Just... Right. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's, they did. I'm sure they, they did. did. It's, and it's, um, but it was nice. I mean, you know, I got to see my fa I got to see some extended family. Um, also my sister Cody and my niece Harper came over. We had some, uh, we had some Asian food and then had, uh, some birthday cake, which is my tradition on my birthday. I love doing that. 
Well, so. a lot of us have birthday cake on our birthdays. We do, yes, but I always love getting some uh, little Saigon or Hunan. That's one of the two places I get on my birthday. I, I love pineapple fried rice. What can I say? It's one of my favorite dishes, so I always like it on my birthday. Well, uh, again, everyone should have what they want on their birthday. <laughs> yeah. All right, but it was, well, Happy New Year, and we'll talk again next week. Happy New Year. Talk again next week.